Lakutis Sichas, Volume 21, The First Sicha of Mishpatim, Article 1. Title, Help Even Thy Enemy. On the verse, if you see your enemy's donkey lying under its burden and you refrain from helping him, you shall surely help along with him. The Mechilta, a medrash, a lachic medrash, states, there are times that you refrain and times that you help. How so? 1. The donkey of a Jew and the burden of a Gentile, help, shall you help with him. The donkey of a Gentile and the burden of a Jew, and you refrain to help him. Second case, if he were a Kohen and it, the animal, were in the cemetery, he does not become unclean for it, and you refrain to help him. End quote from the Mechilta on this verse. Rashi, in his commentary on the verse, first gives the simple meaning of the verse in which the quote, and you refrain from helping him, this is the interrogative. interrogative. Similarly, he brings a proof from a verse in Deuteronomy, will you perhaps say in your heart, these nations are more numerous than I? Will you perhaps say so? This is the interrogative. Now, after Rashi gives a simple explanation, Rashi continues with, quote, Midrashically, our rabbis interpret it as follows. If you see, you may refrain. Sometimes you may refrain, and sometimes you must help. How so? Case one, an elder who finds it beneath his dignity to unload a donkey, you may refrain. Or case two, if the animal belongs to a Gentile and the burden belongs to an Israelite, you may refrain. End quote of Rashi. Questions. Number one, why does Rashi exchange the case of the Kohen and the cemetery, which the Mechilta brings on this verse, for a teaching of our sages, an elder, which beneath his dignity, the Talmud teaches that on a different verse in Deuteronomy, where it says, you shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep wandering and disregard them. You shall return them to your brother. That's where the story of the elderly and beneath his dignity is. So why does Rashi take that teaching from the Talmud on the verse in Deuteronomy and replaces the verse, the teaching of the Mechilta with the Kohen on our verse? Question number two, why does Rashi flip the order of the cases? By Rashi, he first brings the elder and the second case, the animal of a Gentile. But the way it's listed in Mechilta, first he has the animal of a Gentile, and then he brings his second case of a Kohen and the cemetery. Question number three, why does Rashi use the words of the Mechilta, quote, and times that you do help, end quote, when unlike the Mechilta, Rashi brings no such case. He only brings two cases in which you do not help. Let us first understand why Rashi brings any cases at all especially when on the verse in Deuteronomy where he talks about uh, the, you shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep wandering and disregard them, you shall return them to your brother. On the words and disregard them, Rashi simply states, our rabbis, however, explain that there are situations when one is in fact permitted to ignore them without listing any examples. Now, note, you can't say that Rashi there relies on what he already explained here because, one, here he's speaking of to unload a donkey, a donkey, while there it speaks of returning a lost item. 
And number two, Rashi's second case of a burden belongs to an Israelite, but the donkey belongs to a Gentile, doesn't apply there. One is obligated to return a burden belongs to an Israelite, regardless of whose donkey it's on. Therefore, we must say that Rashi is not explaining the halacha, the law of this verse, but Rashi is only the simple meaning of the verse. And therefore, Rashi bringing these two cases here is because here, and not so in Deuteronomy, these two cases give us understanding to the verse itself. Let us understand. Rashi's primary question on this verse is, the reason why the verse is making a point that even though you may want to refrain from helping him and then commands you to nevertheless shall surely help along with him is simply because the verse states, quote, your enemy's donkey. However, questions. Number one, the previous verse already stated if you come upon your enemy's bull or his stray donkey, you shall return it to him. And if the Torah feels a need to point out that one may not refrain from helping an enemy, it should have pointed it out in that verse. Number two, and if the Torah feels no need to point this out, as the Torah always expects one to fulfill its ordinances even when you don't want to, then why point it out in our verse? Therefore, Rashi sees the quote, and you refrain from helping him, end quote, as a specific law related only to our verse. And therefore, Rashi lists the specific cases in order to tell us what law the, and you refrain from helping him, is teaching us in our verse. The explanation. Rashi is not quoting the, quote, midrashically our rabbis interpreted as follows, end quote, as a second interpretation but rather as an explanation and continuation to his first interpretation, which is why Rashi does not suffice with his usual wording of, and its medrash is, meaning that Rashi is quoting the medrash to answer the aforementioned question as to why here there is a concern suddenly of, and you refrain from helping him. This is the interrogative. How could you, would you say that? Why would the Torah worry about such a thought here? Hence, Rashi quotes the Medrash and its cases to explain why here one would think to be lenient, that it would be okay to, quote, refrain from helping him, end quote. Why? Being that this mitzvah there is the, sometimes you may refrain and sometimes you must help, which tells us that in the mitzvah itself, there are the parameters of sometimes you may refrain and sometimes you must help. And not always is it a mitzvah to help. Hence, the mitzvah itself leads to one finding excuses of leniency where the mitzvah isn't applicable. And in understanding how the sometimes you may refrain creates a paradigm of leniency in the observance of the Mishnah, Rashi tells us the two cases of the sometimes you may refrain, in which case number one, an elder who finds it beneath his dignity to unload a donkey you may refrain, meaning that for dignity alone, the mitzvah does not exist. Number two case, or if the animal belongs to a Gentile, you may refrain, meaning that for this mitzvah, the pain of the animal is not the issue, or of what difference would it make to whom the animal belongs. 
So now that we know these two, these two details, number one, even just for beneath dignity, this mitzvah doesn't apply. And two, the mitzvah has nothing what to do with the pain of the animal. Hence, the person is capable of thinking that this mitzvah is one to be lenient with. Therefore, here, the Torah makes the point of, and you refrain from helping him, you surely help along with him. Now we understand why, one, Rashi switches the order of the cases, putting the elder first. The major cause to be lenient here is because of the fact that even for the dignity of an elder, the mitzvah doesn't apply. That's the main cause of leniency, not the case of the, 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 uh, the, the donkey belonging to a Gentile. Number two, Rashi omits the case of the Kohen and the cemetery because, number one, it is a very rare case. You have a Latin donkey in the cemetery, and the person there who finds it is a Kohen. And second of all, it is about the strictness of the law of a Kohen and not about a leniency of our mitzvah. So Rashi doesn't need to quote it for what he's trying to prove that one may think that this mitzvah is a lenient one. And number three, our case of unloading an animal demands hard work, while the case of returning a walking animal or even an inanimate object is a relatively easy job. Hence, man would not be driven to find leniency in that mitzvah as he would in hours of unloading the donkey. Hence, Rashi is not driven to list the specific cases of leniency there by the returning the lost donkey.